What's up, man? Yo, what's up, dude? How are you? Good. How about yourself? Good. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, for sure. You got the uh, Stars and Stripes ride today, huh? Yeah, uh, two of two. We had one in Houston uh, on Saturday uh, that um, brought out a good crew. That's where I'm originally from. Um, and then Austin is now my new home. So they're throwing a big one there. Apparently it's going to be, they're like photographers out moto, a couple of mo- uh, police motos and make slow bikes. So it's going to be, there's yeah. a lot of hype going into this. Uh, just, okay, cool. Let's Dude, do it. Might as well celebrate. It's a good, exactly. Day. Exactly. No. So yeah. you, how long you been in Austin for, and when were you in Houston? Uh, so I've lived in Houston. I grew up in Houston. So I've been there since, like since I was 18. I'm now 20. Um, so I moved right when I uh, jumped into college at uh, UT. Um, okay. And, yeah. And I kinda, so the family's still in Houston. Exactly. Yes. So I'm down visiting. I had a had an off week after I came out of nationals. Uh, and so I came down here to see old friends, family, um, 4th of July with them and everything. So where do you, do you, does your family live downtown or like out? out of the city because i know some people that live there and they're always kind of complaining about the rides like tons of stoplights there's like one rectangular route that people ride is that okay so that's the one it is it is uh it is a hard place to ride that's why my form when i moved out of houston went from here to just because you could actually stay on the pedals for more than five minutes at a time so uh, it's really good to hear that because so I work with a couple people down there. There's actually probably two or three now. And the first time this guy was like, dude, there's nowhere else to ride. I'm like, there has to be. He's like, no, nah, man. And every ride was stop. And then I'm like, dude, stop smashing. He's like, well, I'm going to stop. I want to get going again. I'm like, this sucks down there. Like there's no. Yeah. And so hmm, we've yeah. been trying. It seems like there's no way around that, I guess. No, it's like if I ever decided to ride out of the city, I do. And like, sometimes you're starting so early because, you know, heat in the summer, it would be like two hours. Like I do a five hour ride it'd be like two hours of city riding, an hour of good country riding, and then two hours back into the city. Like, this is is tough, but it makes you mentally, mentally, you, 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 you crack a lot in Houston. And so you're like, all right, my mental is strong when you're like through the beautiful countryside. And now you're getting the physical game to come out being out in Austin and exactly young, young buck in the game. It's so sick, dude, 20 and doing some big things, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. First off, how do you say your last name? Burgoyne. Burgoyne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So first question is for everybody who is Lucas Burgoyne. I am and 20 year old i'm a 20 year old first of all uh that was originally a runner uh found cycling uh through actually an injury in running and then have yet to get off the bike since uh i'd say biking eating and sleeping is who everyone is <laughs> that's uh well there's an uh now an awesome transplant um kevin gherkins whose hashtag for a long time was kj kg is always eating so you can maybe follow in his footsteps there we go I, uh, kevin kevin's uh kevin's a homie so awesome not, not a bad, i don't know him too well but the times i've been around him seems like a really great guy and uh hopefully so is he he's in bentonville now right 
right? He's managing yeah. the meteor out there. So yeah, if I ever get back out that way, get a cross pass and try and get a ride in with that guy. Um, dude, so crit champ, second in the road race. This is so for people who don't know, this is what the stars and stripes ride is all about. Tell me about that weekend and uh yeah, tell me about that weekend first. Uh so yeah, um I was fortunate enough to win a bike race and so I walked away with the stars and stripes and we have a great uh community support here. I get back and I had few, you know, like dinners with sponsors and whatnot. And then all of a sudden I start getting texted, Hey, let's do a massive ride. And you come out and lead it in the Jersey. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah, sure. Like totally. Like, you know, sometimes there's just talk and then nothing comes of it. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, 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 we're going to do this and we're going to do it right. We're going to get moto we're gonna get police, a police moto out of the town. Like the Austin, the Austin one, they're planning to, ride down through Austin has this beautiful over back shot of like the capital and whatnot over a bridge of water. So that's the plan is to get all these shots going out there, do a nice 25 mile cruise, bring everyone out from your beginner to your all-star rock star. Uh, and we've gone, we've done the Houston one. It was a success. Let's say we had 80, 90 people out of there started from urban bicycle gallery in Houston, had a motorcycle photographer come out uh, and it was amazing, man. Like just to see the, uh, I was like, oh yeah, if we get 10 or 20 people out, you know, super success, that'd be cool. You know, like one person that I motivate to get out and come together and bring together as a community, like that's a success. And then 80 or 90 showed up and we did it in, we planned it in two days, two and a half days. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, awesome. That's awesome. It was so sick. And so now we have the Austin one today at 6.30 p.m. at the Meteor Cafe in Austin. Um, and it is supposed to be even bigger. So I'm excited to do that. For Very sure. cool. So tell us about the race that got you the jersey. Uh, what was your what were you thinking going in? So you're riding for action. And did you have any teammates? What was the game plan going into this race? Uh, so obviously the road race was the day before really wanted to win the road race, uh, was kind of, uh, I was disappointed, you know, not to, you know, downplay it, but, uh, I had my teammate Colby, um, he's coming back on some form and he was riding great, just hopping in moves, keeping it easy for me. Uh, the race was exceptionally easy in the road race, uh, for like two and a half hours. And then just that paying flat course didn't allow for much. Uh, and all the big teams were just kind of staring at each other and we had two guys, so we're not going to ride against the team of eight early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we get into, you know, finally it selects down, we get into a break and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I'm on those, I'm on those good legs. Uh, and just as, just as some things feel so good one day in the moment clicks and they don't feel so good coming 5k co I'm like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to secure this. This is going to be awesome. Uh, and then I just downpour of rain hits, uh, you know, maybe it shocked the body or something. All of a sudden I just start cramping out of nowhere. I go from like best legs of my life. I'm like, yes, this is, I can almost put this on lock. Uh, and then I'm like, oh no, this is going very South very quick. Oh man. Um, so second in the road race happens, uh, you know, very deserving national champion, Sean McRoy does, does amazing. Uh, then we hit the crit and, you know, I'm bummed. Like that's the one I wanted to, that's the one for sure. I wanted to, to win. Uh, 
And I'm like, all right, guys, like, tell my my parents are there with me. I'm like, y'all are gonna have to like, I'm bummed, like, not uh, not 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 super focused, right? It's so coming into it. Um, I tell my parents like, hey, y'all are gonna have to drop me off like 10, 15 miles from the race to force me to warm up because otherwise I'm gonna show up and be like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Um, and it just like I got on the bike and you know, 15 miles away. 15 miles away. Yeah. I rode in like 15 miles. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like dropped off in like orange park race was in Fleming or like past orange park race in Fleming Island. I'm like, okay, I feel really good, but you know, you gotta get, gotta get the head in it. The head's all that matters. Right. You can like feel amazing, but if the head's not there, all of a sudden I show up and I'm like, Oh man, I start seeing all the race competitors. I see, see the competition. I'm like, and then all of a sudden that's when the switch flipped in my head and I'm like, I'm going to rage today. <laughs> so, today. so the flip in my, the, 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 I switched the flip, uh, flip the switch and yeah, man, it just went better than we could have hoped to, you know, there was, there was, uh, I didn't want to have to deal with that, uh, team again. And, uh, and fortunately enough, uh, they were kind of, you know, Volo was being very aggressive in the race. They had like five guys. So they were just, just popping them off, saving Sean McRoy. Cause he's got a good sprint. Um, and they, the course on paper looks super simple, four corner crit, but it's a four corner crit on a one lane road. So it's every corner. If you're not top five wheels, you're like, you know, people are always pushing in bunching. And so you're sprinting out of every corner essentially. So tiny lap, like point, you know, almost under a K so 0.6 of a mile. Uh, and so you're like, you, you do 200 turns in this crit. So I told my buddy at Colby there, I was like, Hey, let's uh let's i think we're gonna prep for a field sprint on paper this looks super smooth as soon as we started racing five minutes in i go to him bro this is gonna be a breakaway we have to make the break like this is this course is too hard we started with probably 50 or 60 and 30 minutes in it was down to like 25 wow Uh, you're just getting blitzed out of every corner um and so fortunately enough Abolo kept it really hard big break went uh, you could tell it was going to come back. It's a big, dangerous move, but you could tell it was going to come back. And right when it came back, I just absolutely floored it across as hard as I can. Um, the Avola's team team leader guy got caught on the barrier side, boxed in. So I looked, saw him, and was like, "All right, this is uh, this is the time to just snap it." And I went as hard as I could for like a minute. Looked under my arm and. Uh, seven guys on my wheel and uh the pack the main field like you know 20 seconds back already which on that course is a death sentence yeah so, yeah it's pretty sick it was awesome. that's awesome dude <laughs> <laughs> what what makes you want the road race over the crit um i consider myself a road racer so that's like you know that's what i wanted i came in and i was like you know, this is my, this is my, you know, specialty road races flat, uh, going to be a, a, a quick sprint at the end. And so it suits me. And I just, you know, that's what, that's what I had in mind, but in all actuality, they're both, you know, they're, they're both huge, you know, and, and winning the crit on that day was something insanely special. And, you know, crit racing here is, absolutely it is huge um i think i think more of the road trying to win the road race was more out of uh selfishness if i could wear the jersey 
like across all across all everything I did except for a time trial, which it's okay because boy's not fast at time trials. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that that may be the re- main reason. Yeah, I think it's, you know, being in the States, crits are huge. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Travis McCabe, of course, you know, because of the whole crit beef thing, he was on this crit nation show and a buddy of mine sent it to me to listen to. And really he was just talking about how the road race is the race that people want to win. And even the, the guy that's running the podcast is like, well, so how do we like build up your, like he's want to make Travis maybe feel a little better. Like how do we build up the win that you had? He's like, no, man, you can't. Like, the road race is the race. And the guy was like, I mean, I thought it was kind of like an awkward pause because he's on this show called Crit Nation. And so, but I think that's, you know, also I think probably you have experience in, you know, you're already going over to Europe. You're clearly looking down the road. You're looking at things beyond being a good racer in the U.S. So, I, you know, it's probably just in an eight feeling that you have, like, I'm a road racer, not yeah. just a crit guy. So, yeah, it's uh, like... I'd say road racing is bigger in Europe where I'm spending a lot of time now. And then crit racing is obviously pinnacle here in America. Uh, and so America is my home country. So to take that um, and be, you know, be in that Jersey here, you know, means uh, it's, it's a huge feat in and of itself. So I'm, you know, I say I'm disappointed, but it, <laughs> You're still walking away with with a decent weekend. So. Yeah, man. It was like still on the podium, number two. You're almost there. You know, the race didn't unfold as you wanted, but that's, yeah. Who would you, without, who would you like to, is there any pro rider in the world tour that you emulate or like, man, I want to race like that dude in X amount of years? Uh, I, it, it may be coming. Uh, it, well, it is coming literally on july 20th i think one of my favorite sprinters of all time uh was actually jacobson uh before pre all this just when it's come up like it's been like he is a you know was and will be again a top level sprinter and the, the best sprinter in the world i think um and he came through the ranks like we all like we all did like so he had his junior years and he was good and then he went uh, Conti, like I am with action and right. And then he made his jump in. So he had this, like, it wasn't like this, this Rimco Vinopool, just meteoric rise, mm-hmm. just 17 out of nowhere, demolishes everyone. And everyone is sad after they race him because you're like, Oh, I'll never be a bike. I'll never be a professional. <laughs> I raced him back in 2018 and I was like, wow, this sport just must not be for me anymore. And it's like, Oh wait, no, this is literally the generational talent. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'd say, and I will, he will be at, I'm doing tour of alone on July 20th and I will get to race him. Uh, and that would be, that's who I look at and like, that is going to be sick. Sick. Awesome. (laughs) So let's take a step away from the racing. Let's talk about some training stuff. Um, people are always really curious what athletes are doing. Um, get going up to big races. Uh, what's a super open-ended question. What do you think is the most important aspect of your training? Uh, hundred percent being willing to work, uh, work hard. It's all like, 
I think there is a few people that are very talented at riding bikes. And then I think the other 99% of the top level of cycling is guys willing to stick it, you know, mental fortitude, stick it out and continue to just work very hard for, for very many years because the buildup of form and all the fitness you gain from year on year on year of doing those 20, those, those tough 25, 27, 30 hour weeks. Right. Uh, I think the greatest thing I see in a lot of the psychs, yeah, some of them are, you know, in their head sometimes, but they have this strong ability to uh, keep grinding when everyone else stops, when the cards are down, just keep, put your head in the sand, keep working, keep working. Mm -hmm. So I think that's it. That's a, that's a very unique answer that I have received for this question. I love it because I think back to when I first started uh, just doing, you know, cat one stuff here in the States. And there are always those like you runners that come over to the sport. There were a lot of, I was in uh, upstate New York. So a lot of good talented riders in the Northeast. And it seemed like a lot of the random, just physically gifted people never lasted in the sport. Like they kind of, they hit this level and they were maybe like the best in the Northeast or whatever. And then to go to the next level and really have to work, they're kind of like, mm, nah, like they didn't love it and they didn't want to go after it. And it was um, the, me not being one of those people is always like, God, dude, I can't believe you have this gift and you just don't want to do the riding. But if you don't love it, you're not going to be good at it. So it makes sense. 100%. You're talking about these big weeks. And that was actually one thing I was going to ask you about. If people go back and look at your road results, um, you race a lot. Also, you're clearly training a lot. What yeah. are you doing mentally? So you're not getting burnt out from this. How do you take a break? Do you not need a break? What do you see big picture like for that? So, uh, racing for me isn't training, right? So that's what I, you know, you work really hard, uh, October to, if you live in Texas, like Jan, late January, early February, right? Cause it's so warm down here. Uh, and then you get to start racing. There's a race every weekend. They're big races. Right. And so at that point, like I've made it through the four month stretch of these big base miles, you know, maybe I'm doing 28 hours or something like that for a couple of weeks, three, you know, just lots of long, steady, nothing, nothing special. It's out there and you're just riding. Um, and it's not hard. It's 200 Watts. You know, you're just putting in volume, 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 trying to build that base. Uh, for me, the, like, racing is is the best form of training so i love like tons of race days i wish i could race you know racing days are getting less and less every year but uh you'll kind of find when you start racing a lot every year you kind of have to get that that knack back that race smart where you can mm -hmm. kind of just sense what's happening before it happens mm -hmm. and that doesn't come without a lot of racing every year and so that's what like you know, COVID happened. We missed a year. Uh, I had an early, like off the bat, I was really hot in Texas for a while, for a little bit. COVID hits right before I'm supposed to go to uh, do like a spring block with the national team and then gone, done. No racing all the way through 2020, 2021. There's no, normally there's a big Texas calendar early, nothing come into Europe. And I'm like, Whoa, I haven't raced at all. <laughs> and I can, I'm just going out here and trying to ride hard, and this isn't working very well. Um, and so now I've got like 15, 20 race days in the legs. And I noticed at U23 and pro road race, I started to notice, 
okay, when this, like, I got back to my old kind of thinking, when this happens, this is going to happen. It's almost like, it is like, sometimes we'll describe it as a chess game. And it is because you have to be able to sense the moves when and before they're happening and how they're all going to come together. How I have to save energy. I am a uh, quick kid going to the line. So I don't go up long hills very well or doing very hard long sections for a long time. So I got to like, pick and piece together where I can save uh, the most energy on everything for sure. Dude, this is great. I can actually, I'm going to be able to forward this podcast to newer athletes. The one thing that uh, people sometimes will say, especially when they're getting ready to do their first races, let's, you know, maybe even a cat four that hasn't raced in a while. And I'm like, dude, you just got to go race. And then let's talk about it afterwards. Like, but I want to know this and this, I'm like, we can talk about all this, but you don't have any race instinct yet. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, just, just go race and then we'll talk about it. And then they go race and like, Whoa, I just learned all these things. And it's just, but then, you know, you can go 10 years later, you can be a cat one. And it's still like, you're saying you go to the first race of the year and you got to be like, your brain has like forgotten all the, or needs to get a refresher on the, like you're saying, just these instincts. Um, So you're talking about some big volume weeks uh, early on doing the base miles, what does your training shift to then? So you got, for people that don't know, you know, he's Lago Vista. Are those in February or March? Those are all February. It's pace bin Lago Vista. And then like another, like we have like the three Texas classics. It switches out on the third one, but the two big ones are uh, pace bin Lago Vista. So are you keying up any hard sessions before those or are you using those races as your hard sessions? Um, or yeah. how does the training shift as you're starting to hit these early spring races? So um, it's actually shit. So this year, Lago Vista pace bend didn't happen. We had a race promoter come down. Uh, actually, VeloFest 360 has been throwing these big classic style races like gravel sectors in them and just like really cool. Um, but you know, you go out this, this season was an abnormal run in for me. Cause I had a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on early season, broke my, you know, went head on with a car, um, was broke my wrists from that, um, and was messed up for a little bit. And then just kind of getting back, rebounding, dealing with stuff, dealing with that. Um, so I didn't have my normal, but a normal Lago pace bin VeloFest kind of year, you are, still doing a lot of volume using those races as intensity. And then I'll do Lago or pace bin and then ride two hours home. And then I'll, so it's like a five hour day. You get a big day in the saddle, like a Euro race. And then, but then you still get that intensity. You need to succeed at a, at a high level. Cause the text races are hard, man. They're not, they're, they're no slouch at all. No dude. The rate, I mean, I look at the, I'll look through the results. Sheet, I'm like, damn dude, there's like 20 guys that could have won that race. And there's fields of all, hundred people. Right. I mean, right. There's yeah. I used to have to travel. I mean, I hope people down there realize the quality of racers, the number of racers, because when I was up in upstate New York, when you have Canada right above you, our races are only drawing from basically like half the geography. So we would have to travel five to six hours to get a big 80 man field. And if you don't do those, you're never going to do anything at a big race. Like I, I'm thinking, uh, somebody went down to nationals one time and it was like the first time they left the local pool. And I was like, dude, that's why I'm telling you, you got to just get in the car. If you don't want to do it, it's going to be really hard to win something that you're super proud of. 
So I look at these tech, I wanted to actually go, I mean, COVID happened, but I was trying to plan to go down to, uh, I used to live in Memphis. And so there were some guys like Johnny Purvis and I think Tanner Ward was going to go down and do Lago Vista and uh, Pace Ben. And I was like, man, I got to get down there and just kick off the season early. It'd be super fun too. Yeah. Uh, So what's a small thing that's had a big impact in your training? Learning. So I had this kind of, of big jump in the, uh, in the middle uh, or kind of early when I was my 18 year old junior year. And it was, uh, I was racing with elevate, uh, still a junior at the time. So I wasn't technically on the pro team yet, but I was, they were kind of like grooming me into it. Uh, so I would, when they had non UCI races, if they didn't fill a roster, they would uh, pull me up into their, into the bigger races. So I did Redlands and I thought I was going really well. And then I just got torched there. And I was like, bro, how am I, you know, what? I'm so confused. I've been training well, looking good. And then I go on Strava and I'm like, well, I'm doing 10 to 12 hours a week. And all these guys are doing 22 to 25 to 28. (laughs) And I was like, what if I just start training 20 hours? What do I do that? So I'm coming towards the end of the school year, start, start riding a bunch, start riding a bunch. And then that is when the narrative shifted. Uh, just that, t- like for a cat one cyclist, that 20 hour mark, you do that, you're going to be one of the best in your, uh, in your area, no doubt, maybe the best. And then on to the national level, you'll, and that's all of a sudden I went to San Dimas, won a stage of San Dimas, and then went to Joe Martin and went two, 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 or something like that. Uh, and then nation's cup races was picking off wins, uh, for the national team in like Canada and South Korea. And that's when it just, it's one minor tweak. One, just train a little more, <laughs> just, just work a little bit harder, commit, and you can do some miraculous things that you never thought. And I think to somebody listening out there that, okay, so maybe they're doing 12 hours. I'm like, well, I can't do 20. I always tell people do the math of what adding one hour a week is. So to like Betsy, who's doing eight hours, I'm like, if you go to nine, that's a 12 and a half percent increase by literally finding one hour a week. Tell me you're not going to get crazy faster by increasing your training over 10%. Like it's just, yeah, it's just trying to find and make the time, like forget finding it. You got to make the time if you want to make yeah, it. Like when you think of it in that relation, it's like, all right, if I'm training, you know, 10 hours a week and I do it for three weeks or I, I'm doing 15 hours a week and I do it for three weeks straight, and now I'm like, oh, I'll do 20. You're now essentially doing four weeks of those 15 hours, right? You're like a week ahead of mm-hmm. yourself. So if you just keep doing that and you keep getting a week farther and farther and farther ahead of yourself, how much better are you going to get? Yeah. You, gotta, you know, you're going to get so much better. Um, it's easy. So how would you break down, and we don't have to get super granular, but like on a rough sense, how would you break down a 20-hour week in terms of like, easy riding or endurance riding or intensity and let's say it's not a race week okay uh i would say you would do two big days uh, anywhere from four to five hours just endurance uh for me an endurance ride is you know just steady state and then a couple big sprints at the end uh that's an easy endurance day uh and then you're gonna have probably uh two to three recovery or probably two recovery rides in there one day off uh recovery rides are hour hour and a half um so now you're at 13 hours 
And then the other three days are probably one really hard interval day, one like tempo interval day. Um, and then the last one is probably just another like endurance sprint ride just to wind up, get, keep the snap in the legs. So is that why you add those sprints at the end of the long ride just to keep the legs ticking exactly. over? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, you practice something a million times, eventually you get really good at it. So <laughs> I started a long time doing sprints at the end of every ride. Cause I knew that I thought that was what I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden I put on like 20 or 30 pounds of muscle and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can go really fast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the mindset met, met the body in the middle and I was like, okay, now. <laughs> what do you have any for your hard days? Do you have any favorite sessions or, I get really bad at asking two questions at once when I'm going to do it. Any favorite sessions or any sessions that like you had nationals coming up, anything that week that you're like, oh yeah, I feel good. So uh, a nationals prep uh, looked like I did this, it would be either a five or six hour ride, uh, warm up 30 minutes on the front end, 30 minutes on the back end. And pretty much I just simulated uh, pro, uh, pro Nats course uh, where I would do 20 minutes like at like endurance. So like two, four, two thirty, two forty, And then I do a two minute interval at anywhere from four twenty to five twenty, And I would just, you know, it just depends. I'd hit a hill smash and then just repeat for five hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Uh, but that was the workout. Like, okay, I've simulated pronats. My body knows how it's going to react, what it has to do, the load it has to do. Um, and that was pretty staple. Now that's not my favorite workout, but that is a, that is how you train. You want to, you want to do well in a race, simulate the race. Your body needs to know what's up. Um, and so if it's a big one day like that, you have in your, and you have tons of training time, take some, take a day, take two days to, to, to prepare your body, bring it to that, like, no, set its expectations of how hard it's going to be. What would you do for a race? That's not where the course is not going to dig pronouns, you know, it's going to be this two minute climb every time. What about a road race? It's going to be rolling terrain. You could be in the break. You could have, you know, a million different things could happen. Are you going to move away from uh, an event specific type thing? Or are you just going to guess, Hey, I hope it plays out this way. And I mean, you can, you obviously can't guess every permutation of what a race is going to be like. How would you approach that? Uh, so that goes into my favorite workout. Um, it's me and it just depends on where I am. Some, if I'm in Spain, a lot of times my buddy, my teammate and buddy, Sam, uh, Janish will, will go out and like every climb we hit, I'm just going to rip. It doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes or it's five minutes and right. And he's lighter than me. He's strong. So on the five minute climbs, I'll gas him and he'll just be hanging on for dear life. And then on the 30 minute climbs, he'll gas me and it's perfect, right? Cause you get that, that full unfettered range. And then sometimes we'll go out and we'll like do hot, really hard. Like, you know, maybe go at like three forty for 20 minutes. And then the last two minutes, just VO two trying to drop, drop each other just as hard as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do that for like three, four hours and we come back and there's this one minute hill, uh, like, you know, 20% straight up. So you're doing so much power and not going anywhere. And we just hit this loop. It's had a little loop and it's like, you know, probably three minutes, one minute, and then two minutes down and back around. And it would just be like, we do one minute repeats at anywhere from seven to 800 Watts and the body, you, it just first time 
Oh my God. Lactic acid everywhere. Second time. All right. I'm barely being able to pedal now. going to just coast back around. And then the third time you just fully crack and you're, and then you get, there's a, there's a video of me just laying on the ground after this workout <laughs> and, and Sam say, and, and we're just like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. But it's, it, those are the days that make you better. And you're not even feel like you're working because you're just racing your bro and having fun. Dude, I miss having a training partner. When I lived in Nashville, shout out to my buddy Patrick. We were, you know, when you have that rider that's even with you overall, but the, like exactly like you're explaining, but they're a little bit better at one thing, you're better at the other thing. It's just such an amazing dynamic. And it just really, it pushes you in your weakness. Like you having that carrot is just such a big motivator. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's the first part with Lucas. Make sure you come back later this week to hear part two where he talks about habits, nutrition, training and racing nutrition, some mango coconut deliciousness, tech, what tire size you might die on in high-level crits and his biggest goal race, and a few more top tips from the U23 National Crit Champ. Lucas, thanks, man. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great start to the week with your training and possibly racing.